It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, there's probably no greater insidious enemy to the Christian and his faith than the presence of fear. Man, fear is a crippler that holds us back from living the greatest and best life that God desires for us to have. This morning in John chapter 20, we see the resurrection day of Jesus Christ. That morning, Jesus had risen from the dead. Man, there was just a stir and a buzz among the disciples as to what this means. And in John chapter 20 and verse 19, we are taken to the evening of that day. The disciples are gathered together in a room. They're fearful. They're wondering what's going on. And John chapter number 20, verse number 19 says this. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side, and then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So here we are, the day of his resurrection, that evening, fear has taken hold of the disciples as they were faced with the threat of persecution by the Jews. Man, imagine the brash statements they had made to the Jewish leaders and how they had finally stood up to them and didn't fear their religious control when they had Jesus there by their side, performing miracles, speaking into their life. What about now? Now Jesus had been crucified three days ago. Now their hope had been diminished and dashed. And you, you imagine they're sitting together in that upper room and they're thinking this thought, man, we blew it. How are we going to keep living in our culture, in our society, and with our families now that Jesus is no longer here with us? You see, Jesus was gone, and, and so was their confidence. This was the disciples behind this shut door. And that word, talking about the door being shut, the idea is the door was locked. Man, you ever see one of those TV shows and it's the inside of a New York City apartment and they shut their door and they go to lock it and they got like chains and deadbolts and all of these things locking the door. Man, they may have only had one lock on their door uh, in this scene, but that was their mindset. We need to be barricaded in here where the Jews won't find us. And what a dismal picture. Followers of Jesus locked away with fear. The first followers of Jesus the closest followers of Jesus. And so I think about that. If that could happen to them in that day, man, how much more could it happen to us today? Man, maybe it's not the Jewish leaders who had already put Jesus to death and now was threatening um, their lives. Maybe that's not what we're confronted with. But man, I believe there's a lot of doors in our life that become shut because of fear. Think about steps of faith that we don't take because of fear of what people think about us. Think about new career moves or business ventures we would take, but we're afraid of failure so we never start out. And how many people don't get married or don't have children or put it off forever because of fear of not having enough? 
I remember one person said, if you wait till you feel like you have enough to have kids, you'll never have kids. Man, fear of lacking of those resources. I think about ministry moves that the Holy Spirit is leading people into, but they never take them. And life finally catches up with them and the regrets of past moves and decisions that they never made. I think one of the great examples of fear locking us indoors was over the COVID season. I mean, I'm not disparaging every person who took, took cautions and precautions because they were necessary. But in some, I saw believers who normally would have been strong in their faith absolutely overcome by fear. Not caution, not prudence, but just a full-out lack of faith, just total fear consuming them. You see, fear can be a huge crippler to our Christian life. Man, fear straps you down. Fear holds you back. And Fear keeps you from the joys and the successes of life that God desires for us. Now, I will say this about the disciples. At least they had each other, right? They were assembled together. Jesus wanted that. He wanted them to be one as he and his father were one and as he prayed in John 17. But I don't think he meant one in fear and one in panic. But they did have each other. But it wasn't even the presence of each other that helped them overcome the fear. It was the awareness of Jesus's presence. That's what replaced their fear with faith. And it can do the same thing for us. They're sitting there locked inside for fear of the Jews. And then Jesus steps into the scene and he says, peace be unto you. Man, he wants to put faith in the place of fear. Peace be unto you. You see, and then Jesus shows them his hands and his side, and he says, look here. He brings them back to the main thing. So his presence, coupled with a focus on the cross, man, that is what brings transformation to them. And I love what it says at the end of verse 20. It says, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Man, I love that then and when there. That's what we need in our life, a then and a when. Man, when were they glad? When did their fear turn to joy? When they saw the Lord, then they were glad. Now, I'm not saying we can physically see the Lord today because he's in heaven, but he sent the Holy Spirit, even in this passage, it talks about that, to indwell us and to bring us into an awareness of him. And it's when we see the Lord by faith, then we can be transformed from those fearful moments to joy-filled moments. He said, as my father has sent me, so send I you. Fearful, locked in a room, the door shut, man, wondering what they're going to do, whether they're going to live another day. Jesus shows up. They become aware of his presence. He points them back to the purpose of the cross, and then he gives them their commission. He says, as the father has sent me, even so send I you. So what is Jesus doing? Jesus says, I am sending you to them. He's saying the same thing to us today. I am sending you. And by the way, he said, I'm sending you. But he also says, I am empowering you. Because in the next verse, verse 22, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit was given in measure before Pentecost. Um, here we are on the other side of the cross. And Jesus is, is opening wider and that indwelling presence of the Spirit into others. And here it's that group of disciples. Later, it would be all believers at the day of Pentecost. He says, I'm sending you. But he also says, I am empowering you. So this morning, Jesus says to us today, whatever fear is holding you back, whatever fear is locking you in, 
man, focus on me. Dwell on me. I'm sending you. I'm empowering you to do it. So the word for the day is this. When tempted by fear to sit on the sideline, focus on Jesus' presence with you and the price he paid on the cross to make it a reality in your life. And Jesus paid the price of his life on the cross to make his indwelling presence with us a reality. Let's focus on that today and let's really overcome the crippling of fear in our lives. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.